Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are tuning in from around the world. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. This is the bullish Bitcoin channel. I refer to it as the alternative BBC, because here you're going to get straight talking, not bullshit. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget to smash the like button. Don't forget to retweet this out if you are on Twitter. And if you are listening on the podcast, please do share me where you are listening. Today is the 13th of October, 2022. And, you know, the CPI numbers came out in the US and we saw a massive drop down, but boy, hasn't that recovered. So all I say to everybody is mega strong Bitcoin hand people. That is the name of the game on this particular show. It does not matter what is going on locally with the Bitcoin price. What matters is the strong hand bullishness that us Bitcoiners have got. And if you hold through all the mainstream rubbish, all the FUD, all the articles saying Bitcoin is dead and you hold, you will be in a phenomenal place in years to come. I absolutely promise you. So if you're new to the channel, very important you check out this disclaimer because here you won't get financial advice. You won't get technical analysis. You will not get me showing charts apart from when we just briefly look at the, the price of Bitcoin and the amount of sats in a minute. Um, so it is just me wearing my heart on my sleeve a couple of times a week because I'm passionate about Bitcoin. Very important. You do your own research. How can you do that? Go to UKBitcoinMaster.com where you'll find 465 videos, including this one that I've put out over four years, all about Bitcoin from the very early days when I was wet behind the ears. I was green. I didn't really know what I was talking about. But a certain Adam Meister, aka Bitcoin Meister, who's in the chat, said to me, you should be in motion. Start a channel. And so I thank him for that. I didn't want to do it because... I didn't think that was me. So um, check them out, people. There's all sorts of videos over there. If you want to narrow that down to all the interviews that I've done, I think there's about 70 already. This one will go up when it's finished, bitcoininterviews.com. So that is where you can find out everything you need to know. Also, check out the show notes because there are loads of links down there previous shows, how you can get a Trezor hardware device, and, 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 and. Okay, what I want to do now very quickly is have a look and see who we've got joining us in the chat, if I can get the right mouse working. Uh, Joe Rotniak is with us. Welcome, Joe. Good to see you in the house. We've got John Gravick coming in from the UK. Proud Zionist Jew, a.k.a. Adam Meister, a.k.a. He's also just liked and said something as Bitcoin Meister. Adam, what are you doing? Um, we've got my lovely wife, Elaine, Mrs. UK in the house. Matty3623 is with us. Uh, Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin book. Michael Weber coming in from the south coast of the UK. Yorkie Bitcoiner coming in from the north of the UK and everyone in between. So welcome, everybody. Don't forget to smash that like button. Right. I'm going to shoot over to the desktop and we'll very quickly have a look at the Bitcoin price. Now, if you are in Bitcoin and you're watching the price because you bought some and you're seeing it go down today and you are not down the rabbit hole, you'll be thinking, oh, my Lord, what's going on? It's going down again. 
when you know that um, in America they have numbers come out for inflation, i.e. CPI, and you know that if that is the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, is hawkish, it means that we could see a drop in price, then you expect it. And I did expect it. I knew exactly when that was happening, US time, my time. And then I watched the charts and I saw it go down. But boy, look at that recovery. So, you know, we get this news, we get this, you know, bearishness and boom, Bitcoin recovers. And that's what it does. Don't think it can't be affected by the markets out there, etc., because it can. But I think the more and more Bitcoin grows over time, the more these blips will mean absolutely nothing to Bitcoin's price and adoption. Why am I showing this chart? Because if you've got a spare dollar right now, you can get over 5,230 Satoshis for $1. They are fractions of a Bitcoin, people. If you've got $10, that is 52,000 Satoshis. And if you've got $100, over half a million Satoshis, which you'll have to forgive me. I believe in a decade, we will see people's annual salaries, maybe 50,000, 100,000, quarter of a million Satoshis. So imagine being able to buy half a million Satoshis for $100. As Greg Foss said today at the Bitcoin conference in Amsterdam, and I watched the whole thing, okay, and that's what's got me so flipping bullish. He said, whatever you do, the worst thing you can ever do is be on zero Bitcoin. You got to get off of zero. Okay, what else do I need to quickly cover before I get my guest in the room? A quick shout out to uh, Bitcoin Racing, uh, a British racing team that um, this coming Sunday, my wife and I will be around with 200 other Bitcoiners at a famous Formula One track in the UK, Silverstone. And we will have a bit of a Bitcoin day. There's going to be racing going on. Um, This excites me because this is a team that are innovating. They are trying to take the Bitcoin message to the masses by driving up and down on Britain's motorways, you call them freeways in the US, with this vehicle, this truck with um, Bitcoin all over it. Their cars are laden with Bitcoin because I'm a Satoshi member. You can see with the arrows, I've got my YouTube logo um, on the back, which I'm really, really proud about. I don't care where you are around the world. Give them a like and a subscribe or a follow on Twitter. And they're on. I've got to do YouTube stuff as well. Um, Give them a like and subscribe and all that stuff or a follow on Twitter because they really do deserve it. Talking of the conference coming up, we've just seen the conference end today in Amsterdam. And many of those speakers are going to be in Scotland um, in not this weekend coming, the following weekend, the Friday and the Saturday that we're going to be at. And look at some of these names, people. I'm sure you recognize many of them if you're down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Jeff Booth, Natalie Brunel, Greg Foss, James Lavish, Larry Lepard, um, Danny Scott from Coin Corner. They've all been guests on my show, and I just can't wait to meet them in person at the conference. Now, £149 a ticket. There are certain sites out there. Coin Corner, we're doing 21% off. If you um, are getting FOMO, fear of missing out, I would get yourself a ticket Um, I really would. And then I love this. I've partnered with Bitcoin Pioneers in the UK. This is a UK initiative and they've partnered with an app called Luno, a crypto app. Yeah, they've got other poop coins on there as well. Um, 
but it allows me to give £500 worth of Bitcoin away each month to people in £10 increments. And I'm certainly acting on that. I think I orange peeled five of my family over the previous weekend, and they've now um, got their free £10, encouraging them, of course, to go on to a free webinar by uh, Jason Dean. He's a British Bitcoiner that's got a mining operation out in Siberia. He's been on BBC uh, television's The One Show, 7pm on a on an evening, and he's quite a character. He's had a stream of internet cafes and business and things. So, you know, he does a great grassroots down to earth why Bitcoin and what it is and why you should uh, consider it. There's the Luno app and my code for anybody in the UK that wants to grab that. What you do is do it on your phone, download the Luno app, set it up, go through your KYC. You're going to have to do that. And only when you've been verified do you put the code in BPUKBM and you can have £10 worth of free Bitcoin. I'd say anyone, take it. It's worth it. And finally, if you want to drop me a tip, and I don't run this show for tips, but if you want to, there are three SATS addresses. And if you don't want to part with your precious Bitcoin, which I get, Buy me a cup of coffee. There it is there, the QR code and the address. And you can simply buy coffee with fiat. It's not coffee as such, but it's a small donation. But I don't run the show for any type of financial gain. Please understand that. But if you want to, there it is. Okay, I am monitoring my um, stream health to see how it's going. And at the moment, we're doing okay. So fingers crossed on that one. Right. I want to get my guest in the room now. Um, I will say this. You know me as my audience. I'm a Bitcoin only guy. I'm not interested in anybody coming on my show that has got crypto in their title or they want to trade Bitcoin or try trading crypto to earn more Bitcoin because you take um, you take all the energy away from Bitcoin adoption globally. Um, but I um, I respect immensely Bitcoin Meister proud Zionist Jew, whoever they're in the chat. Um, and Adam reached out to me and said, you want to get this guy on your show because he really is in motion. So I'm going to bring my guest in. Now, his name is Aladdin, as in Aladdin, Aladdin's lamp, etc. Aladdin. OK. And he's got this business called Bitcoin Trading Cards. And him and I just had a bit of a conversation offline about the word trading in there. And for my audience, we're going to clarify that when we get onto these trading cards. But before we do all of that, I want to talk to him about him, his background, how he discovered Bitcoin, his thoughts, his rabbit hole journey. So Aladdin, let's hope it doesn't fall over. Welcome to the UK Bitcoin Master Bullish Bitcoin channel. It is incredibly exciting to have you here with me today. And I think for you, it's this morning, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yes, well, thank you very much for having me, Brian. I'm super excited to be on here with you. You're right, one so, of the most passionate guys that I watch, so I'm stoked. But <laughs> I, I, I tell you something, Aladdin. Now, let me tell you now because I know that you're quite nervous. I've said to you offline, I'm nervous every single show until it's up and running, and then we're going, and then I sort of relax a little bit. Um, but you know, um, for me personally, you know, I am not a financial guy. I'm not a TA guy. I've never worked in the city. I'm a truck driver by background. And for me, I just, I don't know what it is, but when I saw Bitcoin, I can only say I just got it. You know, they say, you know, when you find the love of your life, you just know it's just one example. Or when you see the house of your dreams, you just know. You don't need to think about it. You just know. When I found Bitcoin, I just knew 
It was going to change the world. So what I want from you or what my audience want from you is where are you coming from? What did you do before all of this? And when did you discover Bitcoin? How many touch points did you have before you took it seriously? The floor is yours. All right. Um, yeah, my past is a, a pretty wild one, to say the least. I could write a, a book on it, and I probably should one of these days. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I grew up in a really small town um, in the country in Northern California. And I'm actually, my, my family's background, uh, they were part of the 215 movement. So um, the the hippie cannabis movement and okay uh, yep yep yeah all the way so very libertarian style um, growing up and and hippie style and anti well, here we call them here we call the them start. salt of the earth we call them salt of the earth here yeah excellent yeah that's my dad is the the big proponent in and everything I do for all of that that he taught me at a very young age. Um, yeah, we definitely were anti-government from the start. And my dad didn't hold anything back from me and my brothers growing up. And then when I started learning more about cannabis and not the fact that it's just something that people go smoke or like alcohol, they just do it to get high. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of people that were suffering uh, tremendously from health issues, me cancers too. and all kinds of things. And the way my dad was able to help these people was unlike any of the chemos or anything else out there. And I saw it firsthand that we have an amazing natural medicine that you can literally grow in your backyard for pennies and create your own medicine. And then when I started learning more about how the government didn't want us to have access to this, I immediately was I wonder why. right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was huge for me. And knowing that, okay, there's something really wrong here with the government. And this was a young age. Um, yep. We went through the whole 215 movement. I think I was... Uh, 12 years old in 1995, 96, when it went through. And like I said, my dad raised us in all of this knowledge. So I was going to cannabis meetings and movements at about 12 <laughs> years old and really? around a lot of these people. Yes, definitely. There, there's long, deep stories to all this that are just going to have to go in a book, especially for my safety. <laughs> you should do it, though. As Meister um, says, be in motion. You should do it. We're working on it. And my dad, we're trying to get a ghostwriter to come in and talk to him because his story, oh man, we go back into the 60s and 70s and, and it's definitely book worthy all the way. So wow. that's something Continue. We, Continue. Yeah, Sorry, we, we've yeah. got in the works. And then uh, school growing up, same thing, very small school, very... Um, hardcore in a lot of ways it was really relaxed small town but at the same time corruption was insane in our school because it was so small and the tenure was across the board with all these teachers they were getting away with some tremendous shit yep. that no one should be getting away with you think this only happens in like the big cities and the 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 low um financial areas but no this was going on in our in my little school tremendously so uh, in about the sixth grade i got into some shit with a, f a couple teachers and right at that point it was basically over for me in a lot of my um public school learning which at the time i was like oh maybe this isn't the best thing because i need to be getting my education yep. but as i started growing more and more and listening to people like uh, jeff berwick and the fact that schools are just indoctrination camps yep. i lucked out yeah, getting out in the sixth grade was 
a blessing for me. So mm, yeah. I was able to go through that red pill, literally sixth grade and on. And I've been on this uh, freedom journey my entire life. I'm definitely same as you. I'm, I'm not a business guy in the sense of the traditional business. Um, I started my own business when I was 17 and mm. ran that for a few years doing uh, music. So at a recording studio and created my own music and was recording local bands. And then from there, I got into the real estate market because in the early 2000s, we were pumping and I had a fun ride with all of that. And it was all about creating for me. So I was into all of those uh, flip this house shows and I'd buy a piece of property and fix it up and then resell oh, it right. or pull a, line, pull a line of credit, just stupid shit at a very young age. Yeah. And these brokers were like, oh, we can give you whatever you want. So I was on this really dumb ride of, oh, free money. And I was learning the fiat system the wrong way, <clears throat> which was really good because I needed that. Every mistake and it mishap that I had brought me to where I'm at today. So leading into 2008 with the financial crisis, I was uh, 26 years old and I had so much free fiat crap money at interest <laughs> rates that were just incredibly stupid because these brokers, they're like, oh, we'll give you whatever you want. I'm like, well, I don't make enough money to cover that. They're like, don't worry, the market will never crash. We can give you whatever you want. I'm like, well, I want to buy these three extra houses right now because I know I can flip them and make a couple bucks. They're like, oh, yeah, no problem. So the corruption and the the lies and bullshit that they were feeding everybody. And I was a young kid. I think I was up to nine houses at 24, 25 years old. Wow. I didn't know shit. Mm. These brokers were just uh, buzzards. They were literally feeding off of anybody dumb like me that had enough passion and energy to go out there and give it a try. And I was eaten alive. So when 2008 happened, that was the deep, deep red pill right there that really sunk everything in. And I started studying really hard about why the government is bailing out all of these banks that screwed everyone over. But the people that actually um, are in their homes are left out to dry. And I was completely left out to dry. But they what I owed on my home was a tremendous amount and I got scammed and put into that bankruptcy crap in the way of the first it was foreclosure and then it was bankruptcy. But in the foreclosure, I was begging the banks. So I'm like, hey, I'll pay what I owe on this. This is my home. I love this place. I don't want to lose this. Can you just keep me in for what I owe? I'll pay yeah. everything back and we'll get back balanced out. And they're like, no, we're literally going to kick you out and sell it for a 50% discount. So to me, I was like, well, how does that make sense? Why can't I just pay you guys what I owe, it's way more money. But then I found out that actually, if they kick me out, they're getting the uh, insurance kickback, they're getting the they bank won't bailout, lose out. They're, getting, they're making more money kicking me out than they yep. would keeping me in. So yep. red-pilled hardcore at that moment. And that's, from there, it was just going back into business. And I did a few more businesses after that. And so then when you want it, we can talk about the Bitcoin journey because that's yeah. been out I of mean, all the things I've done. I mean, obviously, you you know, you, you've gone through that, you know, more money than you, let's say, know what to do with, or you've got a lot of it lying around. And, and then the financial crash comes along. I guess for me, you know, I, I said off air, I got this phone call, you know, and the guy you know, orange pilled me for like nearly two hours. And he did a, an incredible job because I was instantly down the rabbit hole. I had this fear of missing out. You can't believe, I mean, he pitched it 
great, but, you know, he said, you know, this thing's just going up. It's going into a bull run. And I didn't even know what the word bull run was. I didn't never heard the term. And so I had this fear of loss that I needed to buy as many Bitcoins as I could. But I needed to buy them today, not yesterday, because tomorrow it'd be a million dollars. I had no clue, Aladdin, no clue at all. So I got a phone call. And I was all over it. Of course, now, you know, I've been in this five and a half years. You go through a whole cycle. You listen to Bitcoin Meister every single day, seven days a week, 365 apart from his, you know, Jewish holidays where he doesn't do one. And you learn loads, you know. So I guess what I want to know from you is what was the first touch point with Bitcoin like for you? Did you ignore it and then need further touch points? Let's go on that journey. And when was that? Excellent. So first time I heard about it was 2012. And oh. I had a buddy hit me up. Yeah. And he goes, hey, I've got Bitcoin and we're willing to trade for cannabis. And I'm like, the hell is that? And man, it would have been the trade of a, of a lifetime. Oh, but like pizzas. I, at the time... <laughs> Man. Uh, and at the time, I didn't know anything about it. And I was very anti-money in a lot of ways and yeah. anti-scam because that was after the bankruptcy and all the crap I'd went through. So it just sounded to me like a lot of the general public feels at the moment. And yeah. that's how I get a feeling for them of what's going on. What is this? It doesn't sound right. It sounds like a scam. There's a lot of crap going on um, across the world with all these scams. So no, I'm not interested. Yep. And yeah, big one. But uh, the next touch point was in 2016. And I was actually four um, years later. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I was back in the cannabis industry for the first time um, with a couple businesses I was doing and actually doing trading cards in the cannabis industry. Uh, my main job in that was to help uh, mom and pops get legal because that was my biggest fear is they were going to miss out the fact that they have been the pioneers in this forever. They're the ones that have been helping people health-wise and really the ones that needed to be a part of this new movement if anybody was. And I've met with enough big people to know that if they don't get in, get figured out now, they're going to get eaten alive. Yep. So I was creating business ideas uh, to get them to the legal market to take and teach them the odds and ends of being able to stay in the game. So the trading cards was that. They were actually created so that the mom and pops could put their products on the card and then get those to dispensaries. And it's completely legal because it's just a piece of paper and now they're able to brand and get their products out, test results, everything. So I was in the trading cards originally. And then the cannabis industry turned into the shitcoin industry and it literally, just a bunch of outsiders came in and, in my opinion, destroyed it in so many ways. And mom and pops were just completely left out to dry. So kind of like we felt um, over the last year or so with the shit coins coming in and destroying a lot of the new people, same, same thing. And yeah. that's where at that point it was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I had a dentist and the dentist was like, Hey, um, have you heard of Bitcoin? And there's this Litecoin and I'm buying both of these. I'm like, I have no idea, but I've heard of it before. I want to know more. So then I called my buddy Zach and he's been listening to the Bitcoin Meister a little bit longer than me. Cause he's the one that turned me into him. So Zach's like, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I need to check this out. So then I tuned into the Bitcoin Meister and started listening to him and I'm like, holy crap, this is freedom. 
movement. This is that was exactly the same as me. I, 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 sorry, I got to interject, and I know Adam's in the chat. When I first heard Adam Meister, I don't know how you felt. I, my brain said, either this guy is completely lost his marbles, or he is onto something. And it was like, for me, it was like a fly, a bee to a honeypot, or whatever you call it, a magnet. It's like I just needed to listen to him to find out if he was totally crazy or if he was genuinely onto something. And you know what, Adam Meister, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being out there on your show. Carry on, carry on, Aladdin. Yeah, I second that all the way. So the moment I saw Adam Meister talk, I was like, holy shit, this is my people right here. And (laughs) I didn't even know at the time much about Bitcoin at all. I was just getting in, but just listening to him talk and, and, Everything he was doing in that just not giving a shit, fitting in is overrated. overrated. And that was, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, all right, this guy knows his shit. He's real. And most of what we get on the internet is not real. It's just a bunch of crap. So rarely do I find something where I'm like, holy shit, we have a real human being on here actually giving real solid Telling information. Telling it as it education. is. And not, yeah. 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 And not trying to fit in at all. Just like, yeah. this is yeah. the truth. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know where the door is. Yeah. And I'm like, I love this guy. So I started diving in deeper and deeper. And it only took me kind of like you. It took me about, I mean, not as quick, but I'd say about three or four days of diving in to really understand at least the basics of Bitcoin and what decentralization was. And the moment I got that, I was like, okay, I'm all in. This is it. Now, how do I stop everything else I'm doing and make this my future right here? And I've got three kids. At the time, I only had two kids, but they're my most important future of all and knowing the world even in 2016 with the u.s elections and all the crap that was going on i was like this shit's this is getting crazy i mean we got hillary clinton running for president we're we're in some deep shit right now (laughs) so it was it was time that something was going to happen and we need a hedge and we needed a hedge more than ever so bitcoin to me was that hedge and not just the hedge for me at all but a hedge for my children and for their future which is in my opinion way more important than my future and our future we've got to live quite a life yeah i'd like to live to 80 or 90 but looking at my kids and seeing how young they are way more important for them to have a future than for me that's not dystopian as well yeah, 100%. So that's been my ultimate goal of how can I help with Bitcoin adoption and help get this out there so that we have a chance, <clears throat> excuse me, a chance to fix the world. Yeah. And if you fix the money, you fix the world. It all comes back to that. And everyone's all angry about money. You hear money and they're like, oh, you're all about money. It's like, you really need to do some education because everything runs on money, the whole entire world. Follow the money. If you're going down any rabbit hole of any kind, I tell people that <clears throat> talk of conspiracy theories and all that shit, and they're going, well, how do you have evidence? So I don't have specific ed- evidence. I'll never I get that with my, I get I know that my exactly. own children. Oh, what, but how do you know yeah. this, Dad? Ugh. Do your research. Yes. Go on. You do, and, and the best research you can do is follow the fucking money. I mean, that will bring you to the root of almost everything you're looking for is where that money goes and whose pocket it lands in in the end. 
So that leads me beautifully into your business. Now, if I may, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to switch over to this scene in a minute, and I hope it doesn't let us down. I've never used this one before. We did test it beforehand. But whilst Aladdin is explaining a little bit about his business, I think you can see the your logo there or your, your badge there, um, it might be worth explaining. I think there may be a... Um, there may be a language barrier or a gap from, you know, us to you in terms of the word trading, because I'll be honest, and Adam knows what I'm like as a Bitcoiner. I saw Bitcoin trading cards and thought, oh, my God, Adam wants me to bring a trader on. Well, you know, <laughs> I trust Adam. I really do in the Bitcoin world. I trust him. And, and you and I had a good conversation offline about that. So maybe... I'll go over to that screen and you can explain to the audience what Bitcoin trading cards is. Now, the one thing you and I remember, this is live. We didn't check was the fact that I've got you muted or unmuted when we get over there. So I'm just going to double check that now. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm muted. No, I'm not muted. Say something, Aladdin, just so we can check. Are we on? Yes, we are. So I'll right. play around with these if you explain to the audience what you're doing here for Bitcoin. Excellent. So uh, real quick to clarify the name first. Um, I've went through a couple different name changes on this because finding the right name has been one of my biggest battles. Of yep. Originally, Freedom Adoption Cards for Trading. And it, it's really a we're not going to get to Bitcoin without freedom and we're not going to get to freedom without Bitcoin. So that's where freedom originally was in there. But then that was really confusing for a lot of people. So and by the, the way, I think the graphics change. are absolutely incredible. These graphics are fantastic. Carry on. Right. On. Thank you. Yeah. So the name change to Bitcoin trading cards was just to simplify the name and make it as clear as possible. And to clarify the trading part, um, I don't trade. I don't recommend trading whatsoever. It, the trading cards is so that people can get an idea of the project. It's like the classical baseball trading cards, sports trading cards, uh, Pokemon trading cards. Um, I really want the trading of these cards to be a big part of this project. Yep. And main reason for that is because I want interaction and I want Bitcoiners talking to no coiners and I want the plebs talking to each other. The only way we're really going to become strong enough to do what we all have planned to do is as a community. And we need to incentivize uh, community interaction. And these cards are an amazing community interaction incentive. Um, we're working on a website where people can come together in a forum and be able to chat back and forth about what cards they have and what cards they're looking for and just start conversations with each other so that they can trade these cards back and so forth. Is this, is sell this them bit, to each other. Is this a bit like when I was growing up, we used to trade soccer cards? And that type of thing. Is that what you mean? You hundred percent. You'd swap cards. Hundred percent. You, you wanted you wanted a particular soccer star, and somebody else had it, and they wanted some. So you tra traded it. You swapped cards. Is that what this? Yes. Meant? So people would yes. buy, so it, people would buy these to be able to use them as tools to orange pill 
new new people. Correct? Am I on the right lines? Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. So it'll be a pack of traditional trading cards. The first wow. series we have sixty-five cards, and then you're going to get ten cards in a pack, and it'll be just like cracking open that soccer pack when you were younger, a football pack. You, when you rip it open, you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to so get one of those special these, legendary these cards? Yeah. We got Adam Meister. I mean, you can literally collect an Adam Meister card. And, <laughs> and that's one of the coolest things. You got to have a UK Bitcoin Master card. <laughs> We're going to have to have a UK Bitcoin Master. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things. And we'll get to that part of the project because that's a really big part of what I'm doing. But yeah, they are like traditional trading cards. And some of the first interactions and transactions that kids had or that anybody has when you're young, when it comes to a transaction, a peer-to-peer -peer transaction like Bitcoin, was trading cards out on the playground. You'd have your special ones and you got your team that you like yeah. and your buddy's got his team they like and you go out on the playground and you're flipping through it like money and you're going, okay, and it is more like money than fiat shit currency because that can be printed nonstop where these actually have, there's a finite supply. When we create a special card, there's an Adam Meister card, this particular one, there's a hundred of them and there'll yeah. never ever be another one of these particular Adam Meister cards. Can I interject cards. there? So, so is, yeah. is, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm going to put it right out there for, for people watching. I'm as thick as they come. I bought Bitcoin. I own it. I understand everything about Bitcoin. But when we start getting into NFTs and everything else, it hurts my head and I can't be asked. So you're saying there's only a hundred of them. Is this anything like an, an NFT? Is it something, I, I don't know, you, you talk, because I don't get it. Nothing like an NFT. It, it literally Good. look at it like, like your pack of trading cards when you were a kid. Yep. They're physical. And the main point of these cards is to reach people physically. Yep. I am not a huge fan of social media. I'll just be totally honest. It, Me too. It's, Same as. It's a tool. Yep. We have to use it as a tool, especially if you have your own business. And I don't watch the news. I don't really watch TV at all. I've got my YouTube. We don't even have TV in the house other than to watch family movies together once in a while. So yep. Yep. I'm just not a fan of, of big media at all. And yep. social media is big media. So for me to create a project that can help orange pill the masses. I don't necessarily want that to be uh, social media focused. I wanted it to be a personal interaction. And when I started this project, I've been at this for four years, uh, playing with this idea. And over the last two and a half years, I started doing uh, Bitcoin consulting. Yep. Mainly because my wife told me, I'm so tired of listening to you talk about Bitcoin 24-7 to everybody, everywhere. Why don't you start charging people and then I'll give you some slack. <laughs> so <laughs> I created the Bitcoin. Right. I'm sure a lot of uh, people can relate to that that are into Bitcoin. <laughs> so I started the Bitcoin Life Raft and that was a way for me to... Uh, charge people for my time for one, but I, I had people asking for advice all the time about Bitcoin and education on it. And I needed to create that in a way that I could really help people out and get the wife to give me time to go and spend an hour or two with people. So that was a big part of it. But I think the bigger reason why I did the Bitcoin consulting was I needed feedback for these cards. And like I said, I've been doing this 
rolling this idea around and playing with the artwork for four years. So the moment I started doing the consulting, I created myself a ledger and I started writing down all of the feedback from all of these people that I would meet with and the feedback, not only in that initial conversation, but feedback they would bring to me afterwards with questions and what they understood, what they didn't understand so that I could compile all of this information into these cards and be able to really reach the best possible orange pill when newbies get these cards. Yep. So it wasn't like, I'm just going to slap together my opinion and hope people get it. It was taking two years of feedback from all walks of life to create these cards in a way that would give the best possible chance of a proper orange pill. Wow. And that's really what these cards are for is a really fun, exciting, interactive way to get people to learn about Bitcoin and in a very simple way. So like we got the bull market and the bear market, you just flip through. Yeah, I'll bring it like back. Like you said, that. what is a bull market? Well, which one? What is on? a bear market? Which one? So right now you're on the, oh, that's Bitcoin exchange. So There's a bit of a lag. Hang on. That's a lag. Is that the one I'm on at the moment? Yeah. So economics. Yes. So we have 10 categories. And if you look at the bottom of the card, it says the bull market, right? So this card explains what the bull market is. Okay. And the biggest part, part for orange pilling someone that I got in all the feedback is we really need to give them 80% freedom and financial, not financial education, freedom and economics education, and then 20% yeah. Bitcoin education. Okay. And the main reason for that is, in my opinion, what I've gotten from the normal people, everyday people, is they're more interested in Bitcoin if they understand why they need Bitcoin than how Bitcoin works. Kind of like what both of us were talking about. It's about freedom. Yep. That will grab people more than the technical basics of Bitcoin. Well, it's interesting you say that, Aladdin. I, like I said, I, I've watched a whole day of... Um the Bitcoin conference in um, Amsterdam today. And one of the segments, they had four, three ladies and a guy on that had escaped tyranny and different, you know, different regimes. And they were saying, you know, us in the West, we don't need Bitcoin. We live comfortable lives. But there are so many people out there that, you know, if they don't have Bitcoin, they're probably going to die. Their families are not going to survive. It's that important. So I get where you're coming from on that. So what sort of market are you looking to attract with these? Anyone that's a Bitcoiner that wants to help orange pill others by using visuals? Because I'm fully aware, you know, that there are some people that are touchy-feely. There are some people that prefer to listen. And then there are some that they prefer to watch or see. And I'm a watch and see person. I don't like podcasts, you know, where it's just voice. I need to see the person. So is there a particular market you're after here or anyone that feels this could be a great tool to help them, you know, get more people to understand, see and understand Bitcoin? So I've created this in stages. Yeah. And like I said, I've been in, in planning this out for four years to try and make sure we really have the best possible opportunity to orange pill as many people as possible. And like with any business, you have an idea in the beginning and then that idea transforms in, in many different ways as you go. Yeah. But this one, we've really learned that it, it takes a community. 
more than anything. Yeah. And in the beginning, the ultimate goal is to rally the troops yeah. and the troops are Bitcoiners. Yeah. So I've created the first series in a way that will hopefully really resonate with the Bitcoin community and get them excited about these cards and give them the opportunity to collect for themselves, to hold a piece of history in their hand, especially first series of anything is always the most valuable and the most important, most eclectic. So getting these in their hands for themselves, but more importantly is like the, the pack says, it's orange pill in a pack. Yeah. Um, I have ran a lot of people off of Bitcoin over the years, in the beginning especially. I've got a lot of friends that think that they've got it down and I can orange pill anybody. And when you, you see them do it, you're like, okay, well, no, that was an epic fail. <laughs> I've seen so many people in Bitcoin uh, epically fail trying to orange pill people so it we needed so to actually there's no right or wrong and most of us get it wrong <laughs> well we are like i get it and why wouldn't anybody else get it this is so real this is so easy and simple to understand so of course everybody would get that no. that's not the case nope. so we need something that we don't have to overwhelm them with our technicals, overwhelm them with the red pill and scare the crap out of them. There's so many things that I've seen go wrong in trying to orange pill somebody. And I think a lot of it really helps taking the, the conversation out sometimes that we start with and allowing the person to just ask questions. So in order for that to really be done successfully, these cards give us the best opportunity because we don't have to get deep. We don't have to give them too much information. We hand them a pack of these trading cards, let them tear it open. And those 10 cards, they're going to have questions. So I've yeah. broken down the descriptions clean enough and small enough to asking questions. That's my ultimate goal. And then let them come back to you and go, hey, this dollar cost average, that, that's one of my favorite cards in there because it's the most important for people getting into Bitcoin. They've got to know DCA. What is, what and, is DCAing? Read this card. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then they can come to you and get a deeper dive into DCA and why that's important. Do you DCA? Why do you DCA? Um, FUD, very important hear that if they start researching and they're going, okay, these Bitcoiners are speaking in another language and it intimidates me or it just runs me off. They need to know these basic words, the acronyms, the language of the Bitcoiners so that they can feel a part of this community. And when you understand someone's language, it definitely makes you feel more comfortable and it makes you want to ask more questions because you feel like you're already a part of that I, I, I completely concur with that because when I first got into Bitcoin, whilst I was off the Richter scale in terms of excitement, I didn't understand it. And I was going on even Adam's podcasts and others, you know, well, I, it was Adam Moister really and Andreas Antonopoulos were the two I found and then BTC sessions in the early days. Um, but, you know, I, I heard these words, FOMO, FUD, and I thought, what the hell are they? So I think sometimes we have to have empathy with the person we're talking to. We have to switch roles and put ourselves in their shoes. And the best way we can do that, in my opinion, is to remember what it was like for us when we first 
heard about Bitcoin. For example, when our friend Gary called us, you know, Elaine, my lovely wife, she's in the chat. She's a moderator. <clears throat> you know, by nature, she is analytical. What does an analytical person do? When you say something, they say, why? And sometimes if you're not analytical, you think, oh, why are they being so obstinate? Why are they being so awkward? But somebody who's an analytical person wants to know why. And for, you know, nearly two hours, poor Gary, you know, everything he said, Elaine said, but why? Why would that? But why, why would you do that? What's in it for you? And it was just constant. But that was just her being her. So I think it's so important that we find tools that we can give to people. And this is what I really like about this after this conversation with you, that instead of us going blah, 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 blah at them, we can say, look, here's some cards that will really answer some of those basic questions for you. And I'm on hand if they don't. And we can delve deeper, deeper if you want to. Is that where we're going with these? Absolutely. Yes. And when I created them, same thing. Starting out four years ago, when I was really starting to deeply dive into that Bitcoin understanding, I taking notes all the way along of what was hard for me, what was easy, what most interest me. And the same thing with doing the consulting and getting the same types of feedback from people, all of that went into the creating of these cards yep. to really be able to give the new people coming in the best possible chance of discovering Bitcoin. And I've said this many times, it's when you're orange pilling someone or attempting to orange pill someone, we really need to take that as one of the biggest responsibilities we will ever take on yeah. because properly orange pilling somebody is the best gift you will ever give someone. Indeed. I don't give a shit about going and buying any crap out there giving someone a proper orange pill and being successful, you just changed a life. No, I, I agree with into... you. We, we, don't, we don't understand how profound it is of the difference we can make in their life if we do it right. I am so yes. with you on that because I'm a deep thinker. You know, whether we do it badly or whether we do it well determines whether that person today or next week or next month or next year or never gets in to Bitcoin, gets in the rabbit hole, learns about sound money going forward. And most people, I'm glad you said it, Aladdin, because most people do not think to those depths and we need to. This is profound. This isn't a, a way to make some extra money. You know, it is, you know, they can help their family's wealth in the future. But it, we got to do this right. Yes. So, I mean, there's another point for these cards really is if you are already a Bitcoiner, and you're having a problem, maybe orange pilling friends and family, then you need these cards as well. Yeah, because they are specifically created to orange pill friends and family. So mm -hmm. read them for yourselves, collect them, go through them and really get the idea of these basics down so that you understand the steps in the stages of properly orange pilling somebody. And I'm not gonna claim that I'm the master of this at all, but I will say my ultimate goal is to create the best possible orange pill guide. Whether it's you getting the pack for somebody and orange pilling them through the pack, or you getting the pack for yourself and learning the best way to orange pill friends and family. Yeah. That is my ultimate goal with these.
Well, you know, listen, I I wish you well. I wish you huge success. Um, I'm just so glad that we've had this conversation. I'm hoping I've done okay putting this up where people can find you and uh, so on and so forth. And look, you know, whatever you do, you got to come out with the UK Bitcoin MasterCard of some description. I'll be eternally grateful. That would be awesome. So, um, look, what I want to do, we're coming up to 10 to the hour, and I do like to not go over the hour because I'm a mindful person that people get itchy bums after an hour. An hour is enough. Otherwise, even I love podcasts and an hour and a half, I'm thinking, oh, crikey. Do you know what I mean? So um, what I want to do, let's bring this right back to what is your ultimate view on what Bitcoin is going to do, could do, will do for the world. Let me Before you answer that, let me tell you where I'm at. I believe passionately, and it's just my belief, it is not financial advice, people. I just believe that it's going to play out over decades. And I've probably planted a tree I'm not going to see grow, okay? if you know that terminology. So this thing's going to happen when I'm no longer here anymore. But I believe that Bitcoin is going to, over time, eat the financial world. It is going to change. I think there's going to be a massive fight going on out there. They're going to, you know, we're in this, then they fight you stage of Gandhi's quote. Um, What do you feel? You know, how do you feel that Bitcoin is going to play out? (laughs) For me, it's honestly, I get, I did a couple um, interviews and, and they called me a doomsdayer, which okay. I don't like that at all because I'm not. I've got yep. kids and the yep. last thing that I feel is doomsday at all. But I do feel that if we can't get Bitcoin where it needs to be in time, we have a very scary outlook. So what and you're saying is, is what you're saying is trying to get people on the ark, but the ark's nowhere near finished and the flood's coming tomorrow. I, I get you. Yeah. That, that's the Jeff Booth take, isn't it? About, you know, we need to have this new Bitcoin infrastructure built out to a degree that if and when something does collapse, you know, Bitcoin can step in. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I really, it, it's we need to get out there and as a community the bitcoin community right now we need to come together and we really need to help as many people as possible i mean this my one of my ultimate targets are shitcoiners they need this more than anybody the reason why they're shitcoiners is because they don't understand economics. Yeah. They don't understand how money works, or they wouldn't be shitcoiners. They would be bitcoiners. But they're speculators, so, aren't they? You know, that's they the are. But I don't think they would speculate the same if they understood money, if they understood economics and freedom and how this works. So we need to really come together the best we can as a community because that's how we're going to push adoption more than anything and really get bitcoin out to the masses is coming together and if you if you know of a bitcoin project bitcoin artists bitcoin creators anything like that and they're doing something beautiful at all in bitcoin retweet them 
like them, push them out there, do whatever you can to help them grow. Because in the end, it's the creativity. It's the artwork. It's what, what started the revolution in the sixties, what started the Renaissance, what started most of these revolutions, it was artwork and creativity and music and plays. And that's the magic that sparks in people is the creativity is the music. And we really need to push that and help that grow as much as possible, because I think that's what's going to get the general public to take a look at Bitcoin and start to actually get interested. It's not a bunch of technicals. It's not so much money go up. It's giving them something inspiring and beautiful and creative that is going to get them interested in Bitcoin. And to your question, that's what we need right now more than anything is Bitcoin adoption worldwide. If it's 10% a year, 5% a year, that's enough extra adoption like Jeff Booth says, to get us locked in. We need to get into that locked in point where there's no can only move forward. Mm. And with Bitcoin, our children have a chance. The the dystopian future has a chance of being crushed and we have a chance of getting them to a, a most beautiful, amazing world, better than anything any of us could have ever dreamed because Bitcoin and Satoshi's vision and what Satoshi created is pure fucking poetry. It yeah. is no, amazing. I, I, I couldn't agree more. My only, my only not, not even a pushback, but a comment on that is, you know, where I believe in, you know, with Adam Meister, absolutely, is you've got this 20%er mentality. It's like the 80-20 rule, isn't it? That there'll always be 80% of people that want the state to take care of them, that want to get their, you know, UBI payments, and they want, you know, they'll happily go down the CBDC route and give the, up all their freedoms until, you know, something happens, and they wish they'd never done that. So for me, I still believe that 20% of the world can change the world if that makes sense. We don't need to worry about everyone, but our job is, and I always say there's, there's an old saying I use, and that is the four SWs. And that is some will, some won't, so what? Someone else is waiting. Our job is not, to, as somebody said once, it was a quote out there on Twitter I saw, or a meme, and it said, if you haven't got time to learn, I haven't got time to teach you. I.e., if Satoshi Nakamoto said it, and then people have put it on, um, yeah. Um, so for me... You know, like like my lovely wife has said, we have loads of conversations about this. She may be not in the rabbit hole like I am, but she understands it. She knows where our investment is. She knows even with the market right down, we're still in an incredible position. You know, so she's with me. Um, but we have these conversations around how many more times do we go back to somebody that rolls their eyes and says, I'm not interested in that. And, oh, there you go again. And, oh, here he comes again. And, you know, how much of that do you do before you feel... I've done my bit there. They know what I do. It is time to go to the next person, the next person, the next person. Because, sorry, I want to let you speak here. But Gary said to me, we were having a conversation last year, the guy that introduced me. And I said, oh, mate, I said, you must have thought you died and gone to heaven when I said, yeah, I'm into this and and I've done what I've done in Bitcoin. And he says, yeah, then you scared me to death with how all in you went in on it. But then he said, Brian, in all honesty, he said, I spoke to hundreds of and hundreds of people before you came along and did what you did. He said, and most of them, including my own family, 
took no notice of me, thought I was totally nuts, thought they could get in today and make fortunes and get out next month and blah, 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 blah. So I don't believe we're ever going to bring the masses in. I believe the masses will ultimately have to transact somehow in Bitcoin, crypto, CBDCs to some degree. But I think as long as we get 20% of the world to, let's use this terminology again, get it, then we can change the world. I 100% agree with you fully. And I think one of the biggest things that these cards could do is when you have someone getting into crypto, let's say, they have the potential to get into Bitcoin. So if these cards can stop the new people that are getting into crypto from getting into crypto and skipping that, skipping the failures, skipping the rug pulls, skipping all of that crap and just going directly into Bitcoin. <clears throat> Excuse yep. me. Yeah. That could be one of the main things that really I, I can get out of this to really help. Because again, if they're getting into the investment at all, then they would be willing to get into Bitcoin. So let's stop that failure rate from those people that are having to bounce down that crypto avenue and let's try and get them straight over to Bitcoin and understand that they don't need the rest of that crap. And in the end, if they just hold Bitcoin and dollar cost average, they're going to outdo any crypto NFT portfolio that any of these people could ever dream of. And, you know, that is why I keep saying to my audience, I don't have a massive audience. I personally believe with my heart on my sleeve, honesty shows twice a week that perhaps my audience should be way bigger than it is. But it is what it is. And I keep saying to the audience, all you have to do is literally send the link to each of my shows to five people. And if one of them takes you up on it and all the audience do the same, then you're saying, you know, we've all got to push each other's content out. We've all got to help each other. But I feel that many Bitcoiners, forgive me if, if you know, write hate chat in the chat if you want, but I feel many Bitcoiners want to get rich off the content creators and the card producers to use us to our efforts and the way that we change the world, which will ultimately get you rich people, if that's what you do want, okay, the way we change the world is for everyone to do their bit. And if you are in the chat, do not leave the chat and go, oh, that was a great show. Well, Adam was great. Do something about it. Tweet it out if you're on Twitter and say, what an incredible conversation. You shouldn't miss this. That's I'm not big on Twitter, but when I do watch a pod, like I watched the one recently with, um, oh, blimey, it's just gone. It was really, really good. It was a British former MEP, Godfrey Bloom, the one that did them the little video on Twitter calling out the banks at the European Parliament saying mm. they're all scammers and everything else. And he did an interview with, I can't think of the flipping hell it was, Robert Breedlove. And it was so good. Breedlove doesn't need followers, but it was so good. I just felt compelled to tweet it out and say, this is one you got to watch. And I say to all of you watching this now or in the future, flipping well, tweet it out. Flipping well, go and check these cards out. Get hold of some. Tell people about them. And that's how 
we create this movement, and they were talking about it on Bitcoin Amsterdam. We we are the movement. This is it. Adam Meister's always said there is no marketing department. We are the marketing department for Bitcoin. Yes. And if we ain't doing our bit, us and you guys in the audience, then the marketing department is inefficient. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if you really are, let me say this to the, the maximalist out there, if you really are a maximalist and you really do believe in Bitcoin to that point, why aren't we battling against these altcoin guys and this shit coinery out there? It amazes me that their community is constantly blowing it up left and right. And the Bitcoin community in a lot of ways, we're afraid to take that time to push. Well, if you really hate the shit coins that much, let's go to battle. Mm. Let's show them what Bitcoiners are made of and let's go to battle against those guys and let's outdo them in the way of sharing Bitcoin yeah, and sharing other Bitcoin projects and let's give them a run for their money. They ain't got shit. They're, and I, I, believe, crap. I, I believe we are in a battle. I believe we are in yeah. a war. It's a peaceful war. But it is nevertheless a war on narratives. And, you know, you've got these big multinationals, banks, etc. You know, they've got huge budgets, marketing departments. They can spin narratives that Bitcoin's bad for the environment. Bitcoin's this, Bitcoin's that. And, of course, the masses, I always say the 95%, actually, they swallow it. They just swallow it. And, mm -hmm. you know, what we've got to do as Bitcoiners is we've got to get out there and touch people and stop worrying about whether they're interested, whether they're not, just do our bit. Give, be the messenger. Just take the message. And if they throw the message out, if they discard the message, move on. But keep getting the message out there. My wife knows this, Aladdin. Whenever I go out, if I'm leaving the home, I do not leave without some kind of Bitcoin logo on. And I don't leave without a whole load of cards where I can say to somebody, do you know anything about Bitcoin? You should do. Here's my card. Have a look at my YouTube channel. This thing is going to change the world. This thing is going to change the face of money. It's going to take money away from state. It's going to stop the corruption that makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. And you really need to at least have a look at it for you and your family's future. And I don't care if they throw that card in the bin. That is the some will and some won't philosophy I keep giving out all the time. And I don't care if they roll their eyes. I love it, Brian. That's 100% what people need to be doing. And that's the same thing. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm, my, my boys, they're called the Bitcoin boys or, or Bitcoin boy or wherever they go. Because they've always got my extra hats and my extra shirts. And yeah, everywhere they go, they are Bitcoined out and... We're that Bitcoin family that just gosh, I, wherever I'm at, I'm talking about it. I just the other day in the bank, I was standing in line and having a major Bitcoin conversation with all the people as loud as I possibly could and ended up giving out three or I, I think three people met me out front literally after it was over. And they're like, OK, give me your card. How can I learn? And it was great because for a minute there, I almost lost them. And I'm standing I'm like, OK, what do I need to do? I'm like. Have you guys ever heard of the World Economic Forum? <laughs> that, oh, <yeah. laughs> and it, it, that's what grabbed like the, I'd say 80% of them that weren't really paying attention. Once I went into the, well, you're going to own nothing and be happy, so don't worry about it. All eyes turned on me and they start pulling out their earphones and 
go, okay, we're paying attention now. What the hell are you talking about? And that's what we need to do. And, and do you know, so, do you know something, there. Aladdin? I believe, um, and maybe some people might feel, feel this is harsh. I believe that if you're not doing that, you're not deep enough in the rabbit hole and you don't have the deep enough belief in Bitcoin. It, when you've got that belief that is so deep, you feel compelled to tell somebody. And if you don't feel it, I encourage you all, you've got to get deeper into the rabbit hole because you said earlier, this thing can change a family, an individual's life forever, generationally, for decades and generations to come. And I don't think we should ever take that lightly. I really don't. Uh, look, I'm going to pull it to a close. It's been a blast. I really, really enjoyed this interview, even though there was a bit of trepidation to start with around the word trading in the cards. I've got to say, it's been superb. I'm going to actually bring your window back up. Now, I've got your Twitter um, in the show notes already. Obviously, we've got there at BTC Cards Twitter. We've got your Bitcoin cards there, underscore cards on Instagram. Um, you've got the websites there. Anything else that you want to mention before we pull this to a close? Um, we will be dropping the cards uh, next month at uh, Pacific, Pacific Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yes, I forgot to mention yeah. it. So that's our launch. And we were able to do a really cool uh, a team up with Swan Bitcoin. And we've got something really special for all the attendees at the Pacific Bitcoin. It's, it's going to be absolutely epic. And that'll be the launch of the first cards coming out. And the series coming up, we've got some amazing plans. This is not a one box of orange pill in a pack. We've got many series lined up after this and all different ideas to really do some fun things with this so, so the, the best thing is to follow you on twitter then and keep a keep an update on what you're doing i'm assuming any updates might come out on your twitter feed would that be the place absolutely yeah i'm not really i i honestly i can't stand instagram nor do <laughs> i i post there because i can't stand like facebook <laughs> i can't stand so twitter's either. twitter's my main spot and, yep. and the other yep. ones you'll rarely see me make a post that just it kills me to get on yeah there. but I'm, I'm on twitter quite a bit and you can reach out to me there and the website we are revamping it right now so by the launch we will have a new updated website with a lot more options for people and we've got a lot of things coming this is not just trading cards we've got some really creative off the wall shit on the way so get prepared people because we're we're gonna take this and run with it in many directions well aladdin let me tell you now it's been absolutely superb i have thoroughly enjoyed this i really have um i'm just going to leave you there and put a quote up because my my followers know that i love quotes and i found this one uh nelson mandela education is the most powerful weapon we can use to change the world and what have we just been discussing for the last hour bitcoin cards to educate people about bitcoin softly softly approach um it's really interesting i had this um quote that i found before i knew how our conversation was going to go and how flipping damn fitting is that to have that type of quote that's the that's the quote on the education card is it really? Oh, my it Lord, is. that is spooky. <laughs> uh, listen. I love um, it. 
I'm, I'm going to pull it to a close. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm going to put you uh, back in the green room for a minute. Um, people, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I thought it was an incredible conversation. It will be up on Bitcoin interviews immediately. So if you want anybody else to watch the interview, just send them to bitcoininterviews.com. Again, please retweet my earlier tweet out. If you felt the show was good, maybe put a few words in saying this is well worth a watch. Only if you felt that. Um, I would ask you to like and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, do that. Um, within 24 hours, somewhere down here, I believe, will be a big subscribe button. Um, get it out to people so that ordinary people can find my channel. Because like Aladdin, what I'm trying to do is touch as many regular people. When You see, when people go Googling Bitcoin, a lot of the times they'll come up with YouTube channels. And if you do not get my channel out there, I slip down the rankings on uh, Google by getting it out there, by going back into the comments afterwards and saying something, it keeps it up there. And then when those people Googling Bitcoin uh, go Googling, if they find my channel, hopefully each person that finds it then comes onto the channel, they can get honest information, not bullshit, just honest information, honest interviews, and hopefully that will attract them to go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and not the crap coin rabbit hole. And that is why I run this channel. I don't monetize it. I don't do it for financial gain. I do it because I know in here what Bitcoin can do for you, your family and the world in generations to come. Do you. That is it. Uh, Aladdin, stay in my green room. I'm going to put the outro on people. Um, have an in incredible day, whatever you're doing. Don't worry about the fluctuations in price with the CPI and everything else that's going on. That's just noise. Just know that over time, Bitcoin is only going up from left to right. And you just need to take that on board. Social media links coming up. I'm now on Rumble. All these videos are up on Rumble. Follow me there. That's quickly becoming the alternative to um, YouTube. So they're up on Rumble. Go and follow me there. They're up on BitChute. This is going out on Anchor Podcast a little bit later this evening. But for now, thank you for tuning in. Aladdin, I'll catch you on the other side. I'm out, people. Have a great weekend. Um, and I will catch you all 6 p.m. London on Monday with my regular Bitcoin show. See you later.